I am Brad Levitt, host and founder of A Finer Test Construction. We are super excited to bring this amazing guest list to you of people that specialize in business, marketing, social media, entrepreneurship, and most of all, how to build a great company. AFT Construction is a local commercial residential general contractor located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we are continuously seeking ways to bring value to our industry clients and network. Please subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now, today we have a special guest with us for our year anniversary. So this is episode 52. It's hard to believe that it's already been a year, but we've had some amazing guests and people make time to come on the podcast and it's been a very fun ride. It's been very educational for us. You know, there's a lot that I've learned from each of the guests on different insight on things that we could do to better our company. And there's a few guests in particular that we had on that immediately we made some changes right after our, those uh, those interviews in the podcast. And so for the year anniversary, we brought on my wife, Ashley Levitt, and I will give some credit to John Merritt. So John is one of our followers on social media who's been a big advocate to bring her on to hear a little bit more behind the scenes of AFT Construction and my wife, Ashley, and her design firm, Golden Oak, and you know how we're navigating the chaos it is life and business and marriage and family with six kids you know we have six kids that range from 16 years old down to three we have five girls and a boy uh, you know so a little bit about our story our background how we met and of course Ashley's background what she did professionally before we met and just how we kind of navigate you know the day-to-day living with our chaotic life and and to give you a little more insight behind the scenes of what makes us us and, you know, our passion and, and why we do what we do. So big thanks, Ashley, for making time. Of course, we had to um, work around our kids' schedule, our children's uh, bedtime schedule. So uh, we had a great recording and, and fortunately, no interruptions from our kiddos. So And of course, a big thanks to our sponsors, Sub-Zero Wolf Southwest and Sub-Zero Wolf, again, you know, we speak about this on every episode about the relationship we have with them. They've just been phenomenal. In fact, we just photographed a recent project in Scottsdale with the Sub-Zero Wolf product. Turned out absolutely fantastic. So good. So check out our social medias. You're going to see some of these posts come through um, with that amazing content and, of course, that product. And, again, their service is top-notch for all of our customers. So if you're starting a new kitchen project, Sub-Zero Wolf and Co. Showroom is the place to start. It provides an immersive environment to help you realize the possibilities of your future kitchen. Discover what it may feel like, look like, taste like, all in an exploratory, no-pressure showroom. No matter who you are, consumer, owner, or member of the trade community, this showroom is ready to assist you throughout the entire project. I visit the Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove showroom in North Scottsdale quite often. In fact, it's just here around the corner from my office, so it's the perfect place to meet with my clients and the designer on the project. When we arrive, we meet with a showroom consultant whose sole focus is catering the visit to our needs. They seek to understand what products may be best suited for the client and then explain and demonstrate special features and functionality. We can browse the complete line of Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove appliances and then view them in beautifully designed vignettes, helping my clients envision how the appliances might look like in their home. The best part is that the consumers can interact with the products. They can turn the knobs, open the drawers, and ignite the flames, discovering the best fit for them. With the help of the showroom consultant, each visit is truly unique to the client. The relationship with the showroom does not end with the appliance selection process. Throughout the entire project, the showroom team is there to provide helpful solutions and offer advice and assistance. After appliances are installed, owners can expect a lifetime of support and helpful resources. The Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove showroom is a place to start experience and bring your vision to life. 
schedule an appointment in your showroom by visiting www.subzero-wolf.com backslash showroom. Welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast, and we have a special guest for our year anniversary today, and it is my wife, Ashley. Welcome, Ashley. Yes, thanks. Thanks for having me. So it's fun to have you on, and it's something we've been meaning to do, and it's hard to believe that it's already been a year of the podcast. And, you know, a lot of our listeners and, of course, our network have reached out saying you need to have your wife on. You need to ask some insight and some personal questions behind the scenes about AFT, about her, about your six kids. And and so, of course, I know that you were up to the task to come on the podcast. <laughs> no, so it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to have you on. And actually, I have to give some credit to John Merritt. So John uh, has become a great friend through social media of both you and I. And, you know, he was one that way in the beginning of the podcast said, Brad, you need to get Ashley on. Like, you guys need to talk. And he even sent a whole list of questions, like just a bunch of questions he had for you and I. And so there's a lot here we'll get to. And, of course, you know, for anyone listening, um, Ashley's my wife. We have six kids. We're going to dive into a little bit about our story, a little bit about our day-to-day life, uh, my wife's business, my business, and kind of how we figure out how to balance and juggle all these things. So. I guess to start asking you, for those that aren't familiar with your account, you have an account on Instagram by the name of Golden Oak Design Co. So um, tell us yeah. where that name came from. So um, when I was trying to come up with a name um, for it, for my company, I um, it's funny, I thought of, you know, just different things I liked in wordplay a little bit, but um, really it's me and you sweetie so oh one of my favorite um books is thomas hardy's far from the madding crowd and one of the main characters his name is gabriel oak i don't know brad reminds me of him so just like a good man like just strong kind and so that's where oak came from and then gold i just i have always loved gold and brass and so i thought it sounded good together so it's awesome you do love golden brass Mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> I know you've been a big I fan do. of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the um, questions he's had, you know, as, as well, with, is is there a certain design that you like best? You know, I mean, Golden Oak is, is a strong name. You know, there's a lot of characteristics in that name and timelessness. You know, you know, I speak a lot about um, how people say, well, gold's a trend. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, going back to California and in the South, you see a lot of gold that's been around for a long, long time, especially if you go back mm-hmm. to Europe through design over the you know many centuries um so is there a specific style that you love more than another oh gosh it's hard um because i really i mean we even talked to about one day building our dream home and what style we like best and i really i mean i really love modern um but it is kind of hard like i really just like i do cling to like um traditional elements as well and I think especially like British and French influence. So I think that blended with Oho a little bit. I mean, that's kind of, those are elements that I love. So for anyone listening that doesn't know what Boho is, like explain kind of what that style is. Um, I would say, you know, some earthy elements, but also when you think in terms of texture, like fringe or um, even textures on light fixtures or rattan, just like different, texture elements that stand out too but earthy some fun I don't know colors so I don't know that's probably those are probably elements that I really cling to 
out of anything, but I, I feel like I do have an appreciation appreciation for, you know, all different. And yeah, so it's hard to think about what I would do specifically for me, you know, for our dream home. I don't know, but well, it's kind that's of funny. what I, I, think, I tend to cling to. Well, I think our styles are, are pretty similar. I mean, in, in yeah. some ways, and I know when we went to Europe, you know, you and I are fortunate to go and my mom and dad were super nice to watch the kids, you know, yeah. so we could go. <laughs> But when we went, you know, just looking at all the different architecture in London and Paris and mm-hmm. stuff and picking out like yeah. little things that kind of fit that like timeless look. And, you yeah. know, it's funny because one of the questions um, that was given to us was they said, what's something that people w- may not know about you, you know, at, about you, Ashley, and then me, Brad. And so I'll start first. And I would say okay. something that probably most of our listeners don't know about my wife, Ashley. So you lived in London. Yes. So she loves London. In fact, if I... Um, had a construction company in London. I think it would make uh, her day. I know, I would love if that. I said we're moving to London, she'd be so excited. Uh, so she loves London. I am London. pretty obsessed. So, yeah. Yeah. And I realized that when we went out there, which is pretty awesome. But yeah. Um, was, so you love London. Um, yeah. And I do think that's why I, I tend to use a lot of different um, like trim and crown molding in some of my projects like stems from that experience from living there and you know a lot of the different homes like I love I mean and something we love doing together too typically when we travel is like going to see historical homes together and I don't know it's fun that we share that appreciation for architecture and different styles so and it's funny you have a passion for design you know you've always had that and it's funny when we first met I remember you would talk about design and we'll get into kind of your background that most people may not know. You work for a large um, real estate and construction firm back East, Trammell Crow Company. A lot of people may have heard of them out in DC. Um, but then also one of the things made me, I, th- I think some people know, but not everyone. So you're a stepmom as well. So I was yeah. married previously. I had three daughters and mm-hmm. in 2011, you know, went through a divorce there and Ashley and I met and we can talk about our story. And then, you know, we've had three together. So little blended family there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess before we get in our story, you know, one, it, it, it's kind of funny because we're doing the podcast. So for those of you listening, this is late at night. We wanted to video record it for the YouTube channel. So, you know, one of the questions was, what is a normal day in the life like with six kids? And it's funny because we like today we had to plan, okay, let's get all the kids to bed. I'll go in the office. You go in the bed, master bedroom mm-hmm. and then, We'll do this in the same house, but, you know, so we could record it. And then, but we have to make sure all the kids are asleep and hopefully they don't or come sleep. Yeah. Come. <laughs> no, it's true. So what is a normal day in the life with our kids at range? Cause so we have six kids. So tell them our ages yes. and boys and girls. So we have five girls and one boy. Um, the boy is the second youngest. So he is five Monroe's three Harper's six, almost seven tally tally's 11. Danielle is 14 and Vanessa 16. So ages 16 down to three and it's busy. And sometimes, I mean, I tell other people, it's kind of like living life and fast forward um, just because it's so busy. So typically Brad is up um, and has left for work. I mean, before any of us are awake. So he like has a good routine. I, I love that about him. He really, I mean, he doesn't get a lot of sleep and he's very efficient and effective. Those are probably things, you know, that you asked that question earlier that people may not know about you, but, um, 
you know, start off the morning, breakfast, pack lunches, get everyone dressed and ready, do hair, you know, make sure they have everything they need, water bottles filled up, you know, and then drop off. Last year was probably the busiest year because we had five kids in school, all at different schools and all starting at different times. So um, I feel like if we could get through last year, we could get through anything. So, but I love that. I always wanted a big family. And when I met and married Brad, I just felt like the luckiest person ever, you know, that I got this instant family, three girls, just so fun. And, um, and it is like life is full and yeah, busy. But it's busy. I, I, it, I can so. say that there mm-hmm. were a couple of mornings last year, you know, I know it's kind of changed with COVID and stuff this year, but mm-hmm. last year helping out the school schedule and it's pretty chaotic where Vanessa, our oldest, she had cheer, you know, at six in the morning. And then it was like, Five kids, mm-hmm. five schools, five different times. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. full-time bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning. But it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess before we get into some of the stories, that's one of the questions here too. So we kind of talked about maybe something that people wouldn't realize about you. So then the question was, what would be something that maybe people don't realize about Brad, you know, being that you have to live with me and deal with me on, on no, a regular basis? <laughs> um, well, besides that, that Brad, you know, he doesn't get a lot of sleep. Um and I didn't really realize that before we got married, but, um, but something that oh, you I did, I'll tell a funny story. So when we first okay. got married and we're on our honeymoon and I told my wife, I, what, what was it? Maybe seven or eight AM. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I woke sure. you up and I'm like, like I let seven. you sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> it's 7 AM. Okay. The day's half over. It's okay. It's, no, it's all good. I love that you are like effective and efficient and driven. And I do. I love that. I think, I think we both are. And so, um, but something that you may not know about Brad, something that I really love when, you know, he was, we were talking about doing a podcast, you know, just throwing one more thing in the mix, but, um, I knew that he would be really good at it because Brad is, I mean, he's not only knowledgeable about his industry and marketing, but I feel like he's really knowledgeable about a lot of different things like sports and current events and, um, you know, different books. And I don't know. He's just, I, I feel like he's the type of person that gets along with everyone. Like right away he becomes people's best friend and he's just, he's good with people. And so, Yeah. Well, I have a good support system. I've had good people around me. So, no, so let me ask you. You have this. amazing parents too. Yeah, my parents right. are pretty amazing. They, they're mm-hmm. they're good examples. And I guess a little plug for them, you know, just because you talked about a lot of people say, well, why do you have six kids? Well, Ashley's yeah. the second oldest of five. So you mm-hmm. have five kids and, and your mom and dad who are here local in Mesa. And then I'm the oldest of six kids. So we both come from big families. You know, we're used to that. And, um, you know, my dad was blue collar hard worker taught me the importance of hard work and to be frugal and save. And my mom was, doesn't sleep very much either. So I get that from her. She doesn't sleep very much and, (laughs) you know, but they're super kind people. So I guess Ashley, you know, let's understand a little bit more about your background and we can kind of tie that into how we met, which a lot of people wondered how our story is, but you know, so talk to us, you you graduated from BYU, Idaho and then worked here and then you had a desire to go back East. Yeah, so I I worked um, in Scottsdale for a resort and development hospitality company. So I was working um, specifically on the residential side. And so I would travel down to Baja, Mexico, 
um, like once a month for their sales events and also to check on the progress of um, some of our clients' homes and to send them photos and answer any questions they have. And I worked with a wonderful group of people there and um, it was a great experience. And then about a year after that, yeah, I always, I wanted to move, you know, out to DC. And um, so I did, I moved out there and um, was fortunate to, be hired right before, um, you know, everything happened in 2007 and, um, for Trammell Crow company. And so they're, um, a national real estate development and investment company. And I was in their DC office and just worked with the greatest people. Greatest. So it was a good experience, but yeah. And so maybe who, I worked on the multifamily residential side there. So. so what are some notable projects you worked on back East? Um, one of them, it was named the Gateway Grand. Um, it was 196, um, units, luxury condominium units in Ocean City, Maryland. So I would drive out there and, um, yeah, it was a beautiful project. It was, it was really neat. So helped to manage, you know, the sales team, the interior designer, um, yeah, keeping track of budgets and everything. So I, I loved it. It was, it was really neat. So. And for a company like that, you know, what were some of the hours that they required, you know, for, for you to put in? Well, it's interesting. I don't even know if I've told you this story. So when I was hired on, um, there was, there was someone else who was hired at the same time. And I, by chance got their offer letter as well in my folder with my offer letter. So I could, I could see, you know, that, there was this other person. And so right away to myself, I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm there before she's there and that I leave after she leaves every time, you know, and just, I don't know, that's probably just like an inner competitiveness. And I, I mean, I became friends with her. It wasn't anything like that, but then, you know, everything happened in 2007 and luckily I was fortunate enough that I was kept on, um, when a lot of other people in our office were let go. Um, which was crazy to watch, you know, it was just, it was a crazy time in our industries, both, you know, especially being in the real estate industry. And, um, so yeah. But it shows, I mean, I think that's the one takeaway for anyone listening is I think a lot of us and, and social media kind of distorts reality in a lot of ways, even though I love social media and there's a lot of good things about it, but what it doesn't show, it doesn't show the work and effort behind the scenes, because I think most people we understand to some extent, you know, that, those people that are successful in, in almost most cases, you know, and that really drive companies are those that, you know, put in the time because it takes a lot of time. There's a lot of work involved. And yeah. then to take it a step further, it's like not only to be busy, not only be there and spend the yeah. hours, but how do you become effective? To be efficient? effective. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that's the key, like understanding your schedule, like what can I be focusing on to drive? It's mm -hmm. going to be you know, profitable for the company, profitable for me, and not just financially, but profitable for the success of the day, right? For the success Absolutely. of the project. And because there's always tasks that maybe, and, and we talk about this a lot with our team in our production meetings, you know, you know, I tell them, understand your worth, right? As, mm -hmm. you know, superintendents or project managers or coordinators that it's real easy to say, oh, the site needs to be clean. I'm going to go clean it. But is there a better way yeah. to manage site cleanliness so that now you can spend yeah. that time doing other things that are more important. Yes. Right and, and becoming an asset really to your company, yeah. like becoming someone that people need and depend on because you do do such a great job, you know? And yeah, and that's I the love thing. that. 
you want to make it where that's like, like you said, you know, it comes down to a tough time for the company and the firm with the market, the way it was in the recession. And Mm -hmm. it would cost them more to lose Ashley or a certain employee than to keep them on because of the value you bring. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone listening, I mean, just figure out how to bring value and work harder, be more efficient and and you're rewarded for such. So did you get involved in any politics out there in DC while you're living in Georgetown or working in Georgetown? (laughs) I mean, it was me. It was really neat to be there in the thick of everything. And I feel like when you're living there, um, you really, I mean, you hear a lot of what is happening there that maybe you wouldn't know about if you weren't living, you know, in that city. And it's interesting too, because a lot of people who live there are transplants from other people and are only there, you know, for a short amount of time. And, um, so it is me. I did, I had friends that, you know, worked for all different cool companies and, um, you know, and for the White House. And so, you know, I, I got to see a lot of things that maybe a lot of other people don't get to do and see. And so, yeah, it was, it was a neat experience. That's us. So what brought you back to Arizona? Um, So I lived there for about four and a half years. And again, I loved the people that I worked um, with and for, I had amazing bosses that worked really hard and that I really learned so much from you know, Marie Carl and Adam Weirs. And I just, I, I was super fortunate, but, um, I had signed a lease on a new home and with some friends and that night couldn't, couldn't sleep and felt like I needed to be back in Arizona. And so I, I, I told my work and it was something that was so hard for me because I've, I've pretty much always had things lined up, you know, or, um, or figured out. I never was like someone, you know, on a whim, in regards to like, you know, my job and career. Um, but yeah, but I told, I told my work the next day, you know, that I felt like I needed to be in Arizona. And, um, I was fortunate enough that they let me work from home in Arizona. And the day I pulled into town was my dad's work Christmas party. And, um, so Brad and I, we were set up on a blind date. So someone who was actually Brad's pastor before we call him Bishop's pastor before, um, knew him and I had known Jeff he worked for my dad's company and was like I know this great guy you should go out with him and um yeah we went out on our first date a few months after that and engaged two months after that and married two months after that so <laughs> three months after quick. that yeah or three but months after not that, that it yeah. matters but <laughs> two or three yeah. months people listening for him be like wait yeah. what mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty fast <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny how that timing worked because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had shared this on YouTube. I, you know, a long story and I've shared it quite a few times, but, you know, we, I was preparing to actually go to graduate school to get uh, a MBA in finance and I'd worked for a big construction firm. So I was planning to go get my master's degree and uh, I was actually going to leave the profession, leave construction and other plans. You know, I was leaving state. I had the house packed and ready to go. And at the time had a, uh, Mike's wife was like, nope, that's not, I can be part of that journey. I'm, I have other plans. And, you know, she, she headed back to California and I was single dad and had to kind of reevaluate my life and goals and where I was going. And, um, you know, things kind of transpired where, you know, one of the questions for us is our mentors, right? And I spoke about my mentor, which is Dave Clark. And Dave had, you know, believed in me and said, Brad, I believe in what you're doing. I want to support you as an entrepreneur. I know you're getting divorced, you know, single dad, my, my prior company didn't have a position for me because I trained my replacement and the market was pretty bad at the time. 
uh, and things work out the way they should. And then we were set up and met and, you know, or, or it's just funny how those things kind of line up and you were prompted, you know, you felt that you should move back to Arizona. We meet and, and uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is. Yeah. And here so we are funny, now. I remember telling one of my bosses after, you know, like after we had gotten married and saying to her, like, now my bosses are, you know, my, my three kids, but I did. I, <laughs> I felt like the luckiest I did. I felt like the, the luckiest girl. So too. So then who the was instant your mom? And, yeah. Um, instant mom. Yes. So Marie Carl definitely was my mentor in, um, in DC at Trammell Crow company and instantly, you know, took me under her wing and I worked for her and she, you know, was the only women executive in our company and was well known in our industry throughout the area. And just one of the best people who I've ever known. She was always just so thoughtful. I'm like going to get emotional talking about her, but um, just so kind. And we're still friends to this day. She actually just texted me last week, checking up on me, but um, just it's neat. Those people who come into our lives and help us and help us to see things, you know, just to look maybe differently. And, um, I did, I just learned, learned a lot from her. So I'm grateful for that experience that I had. I think mentorship is so, it's so important. It's important to give back to others who are coming up into the industry and, um, yeah. Well, I love that you said that. I think that's the biggest thing because, um, one of my favorite sayings, um, that actually another mentor I had, you know, early on in my career, he said, you know, um, generosity precedes prosperity. And that was a big thing that's always stuck with me because he was the most generous person, you know, not only of his time, but counsel advice as well as financially, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I remember, um, you know, I was, I was young, just out of college, you know, just starting my first job and it was, um, my birthday. I remember he walks up and he shakes my hand and there's a hundred dollars in his hand. And it was like the nicest thing because at that time, like, you, you know, kids yeah. just out of college and I didn't even know that he knew it was my birthday and it was just super generous. And he said that, he said, you know, generosity precedes prosperity and it always stuck with me because, yeah. you know, he was someone that always like looked out for everybody and he's had a huge impact because I think about that now that, you know, as you know, for the mentors that have given me a lot of advice, being an entrepreneur, a lot of advice, how to be a business owner and, 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 and marketing, you know, I need to return the favor. So when people reach out on social media i'm usually pretty you know generous at least try to be to help them any way i can i do love that about you you do do that no you do i mean you do no you do i I think the more good karma you put out in the the atmosphere right the better it is Mm -hmm. so i guess yeah so what um you know going back to that so we end up meeting you know we get married and Mm -hmm. i and i'll give you some credit that you know, here we are. And when I had first joined with my business partner, Dave Clark, we were a real estate firm. You know, we had acquired uh, a real estate portfolio. You know, we had some projects in downtown Phoenix and Scottsdale and North Scottsdale. And that was really a focus of ours. Um, and we had another venture that was happening at the time. And this had to do in the, you know, the clothing and chemical industries. So there were some things I was pursuing, you know, with Dave on that aspect and, you know, on the front there. And there was a complication based on some of the formulas that we were working with. And we figured, hey, this is a time to pivot, which is really important, I think, in any business to understand when it's time to pivot and, and move on. And and you and I were at dinner with, with Dave and his wife, Kirsten, and they mm-hmm. said, okay, Brad, I, th- I think you should get your 
GC license, right? I remember that, yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it's funny, you know, entrepreneurs are either born entrepreneurs or maybe out of necessity, and in, in, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways is out of necessity. And so when I got my license, started AFT. When you got your license quickly, too, it was in two weeks. I I was so proud of you. It was neat. Yeah, it was. Well, fortunately, you know, I, you know, you chase experience on money, and I work for mm-hmm. a big firm, and so started AFT. And I'll say that behind the scenes, because a lot of people say, "Well, how did AFT start?" And that's kind of the quick version. Mm-hmm. But you know, behind any great company and business, right? There's good people behind it. We have some amazing people, you know, in our Absolutely. company. And then you, you know, Ashley had a great background in marketing. You had done a lot of marketing and a lot of design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really help me understand, okay, how do we market our right. company? Which, you know, is something that companies just spend a lot of time doing. Yeah. No, you're sweet. I can't take full credit. But I did. I, I, I was fortunate at Trammell Crow Company, too. I mean, I felt like they really gave me freedom to fly a bit, you know. And I was involved with our marketing and our marketing nationally and created, you know, a lot of our ads. And um, so it was neat to get that that experience and or even just how I, I loved how Trammell Crow Company, how, um, you know, some of their team meetings, how they would do that weekly, you know, just so everyone could be in the know of what was going on. And, um, you know, I mean, there were some things I pass on knowledge about, but I, I, you are so good at what you do. No, well, I'll say one thing is I'm colorblind, right? So I have a, <laughs> that's, that's a big weakness of mine that maybe people don't know. So I'm super colorblind. So I know my team has, they laugh when a client will say, hey, Brad, what do you think about this color mix? And they yeah. say, why are you asking him, you know? Um, but Prime I, your you eyes know, sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I know like doing print media when we're utilizing mm-hmm. that, you know, one of the things was um, you're really good with print media. You've done a lot of the ads for Trammell Crow. And so you really helped us with our ad placement and understanding you know, the images to use that would speak to the masses and, you know, the the type of text, right, to put on there and, you know, the, the way, the lettering of it, you know, the format. I mean, just everything was well laid out. I think that's really important. Any company needs to really understand the yeah. value of marketing and how they're positioning their yeah. brand, you know, even from day one, even when you're small like us, how we started from mm-hmm. the very humble beginnings, um, you know, mm-hmm. to fortunately now we can build on that, right? Yeah. Well, I remember so, one of the things, I, I think even that my mom told me when I was younger was um, I remember like wrapping a present for someone and my mom saying, you know, presentation is everything. And that always stuck with me. So even, you know, whether it's an ad or um, and in design and in interior design, I think that's huge as well. Like how you present. But I mean, I think it applies to so much how, you know, presentation really is everything you think about wrapping a present. And even just if you just gave it to someone in a bag versus like, I don't know, really pretty wrapping paper and tool, you know, beautiful ribbon. I don't know. It's different. It can have a different reaction, you know? And so, I don't know. I think it's important to think about those details. I don't know. So because you have such a passion for design and marketing, you know, business and stuff, do you have a desire that any of our kids follow your passion in design or construction? Do you, you're saying, do I think any of our kids? No, I'm asking, do you want them to, or I mean, do you I, think they will? I, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, we have six, so the odds, you know, are probably in our favor um, of at least one of them. Um, but if not, I mean, I really want for our kids to do something that they love. I think that that's so important because when you love where you work or what you do, I mean, I just, 
you feel more alive, right? And so versus being stuck in in something where you may not be happy. But I mean, part of that is mindset. I think you create your happiness, not just find it, you know, but, but I think it's important to do something that you're interested in and love and, and maybe it doesn't come right away. You know, obviously I started um, Golden Oak when I was 35. And so I don't know, I think you can pursue your, your dreams. So it's an important to be positive about it too. So yeah, I love that. It's true. Cause if you're not passionate about it, then uh, you're going to have a long 45 yeah. year career. <laughs> you, know, <there's, laughs> you know, and it's true. Yeah. Like you said, it's never too late to start. It's funny. I had a, um, a friend of mine that had, he had worked in an industry that he didn't like, and he wanted to become, uh, he wanted to go in the medical field and he was 30 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, I don't know, Brad, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I've been spending 10 years in his career. I don't like it. I hate, it. I can't do it much longer. Yeah. But if I want to go to med school, you know, this is another 10 years. And I told him, I said, look, in 10 years, yes, it's a long commitment for you. But you'll be done when you're 40. You're still going to have 25, 30 years of your career in your life to, like, build that career, you know. Yeah. It's never too late to start. Most people don't realize that, that it doesn't matter. I mean, AFT, yeah. we started, you know, eight years ago. You know, I was 32 mm-hmm. um, when we started our firm. And, you know, there was 12 years there, you know, that mm-hmm. – I was working and trying to figure things out, you know, and, and so it's never too late, you know, even if I started yeah. today, you know, it wouldn't be too late, but yeah, absolutely. No, so, I, I think that's okay. Yeah. One of the questions was, do we bring the yeah. kids to the job site? And the question yeah. is, yes, they love it. They love touring our projects. You know, it's funny. Our yeah. older, we don't give social media to most of our kids, but our older daughters, you know, who are in high school have one, they have accounts. And so they love following, you know, the day-to-day stuff. And actually tomorrow, mm-hmm. We're going to be um, visiting yeah. a project with mm-hmm. bringing all six of our kiddos. They're going to be coming up, and Ashley, and then, you know, AFT2, who's Paul Lundgren and his family, they're going to be joining us to go tour this awesome house that we're finishing. Yes. I think it's important. It's important to, you know, involve your kids, show them what you're working on. And um, and we've done that. We've tried to do that, especially with our some of our projects that we have close to us. Um, and when you did the black and white house, you know, we we went there all the time. Fortunately, because it was close to us, but our kids love, you know, it's fun to watch the progress of it and everything come to life and also to see, you know, what you're working on. So, yeah, I think it's important to involve, involve your kids. So yeah. we've we've kind of danced around the YouTube thing and our listeners are wondering when you're going to start your YouTube channel so you can show off the amazing tile in the shower. <laughs> some of the Bedrosian's tile and some of the other designs <laughs> you're doing. I don't know if you're funny. I know. More to come. More to come. More to come. I mean, that's yeah. the one thing, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for you. I yeah. guess you could share that, you know, right now yeah. we're still at a busy point in life with six kids mm-hmm. and we still have some at home. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, I mean, Ashley is very busy with design and she has, what do you have, five projects right now? Yeah, five. I think you have five. Six. Six. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you have six. Mm-hmm. So she's super busy with six projects, um, but it's mm-hmm. not her main focal point. It will be at some point, but I know for you, you want to be a mom first, and at least you shared yeah. that with me. I'm not speaking for you, but. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think um, the ages our kids are at, like for me, you know, it's different for every woman. It's a very personal thing or personal decision between a couple of who's doing what. And, you know, of course, there should be shared responsibilities always because you're a partnership. Um, but for me, this time with my kids especially when they're little has always been important it was the same with the girls because they were young when we were first married and it was important for me you know that I'm with them taking them to school that I'm the one who's picking them up and 
just to create, you know, just a home filled with love has always been our goal. And, um, but yeah, so that's why, but I'm, I mean, I'm also doing these projects, you know, working on them once all the kids are asleep and, um, I don't know. There's me. I, I think that creative side of me, just like, I just love this because it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a part of me. I don't know. I love it. I, I don't know. It's a dream well, come fun. true really. So well, it's, it's nice fun. too. Cause you can work from home too. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can work on some projects together is like really, really that's one of the questions too. Yeah. How many projects do we have together? Pretty much all of them, right? I think, yeah, pretty much all of them right now, which is neat. So yeah, you get to work with all my team. You have, yeah. you know, Cannon, and they're incredible. Yes. You've worked with Mark. It's on dream Spencer. team right now because I mean, all, all of them are just amazing and incredibly driven and hardworking, but everyone gets along too, which is like, the coolest thing to see so but yeah I think you've done a great job I mean not only just with hiring but you've created a really great work atmosphere too which is neat like because I think it's important to let employees like like I don't know what's the word I mean just yeah be empowered so not micromanage but to really trust them and I think people um do a better job too when they are given some freedom to do what you know they've been hired to do so well it's funny i think that it takes time to figure that out um yeah you know i remember networking with a a, a gentleman that owned a a big construction firm and that was his big thing was empower your people given the resources empower them and let it be Mm -hmm. don't (laughs) yeah don't micromanage Mm -hmm. them it's so hard to do because you know every time you hire someone you're taking a step away from your vision or personality of how you view things and you know, but you realize if you hire good people that are motivated and you give them the tools and then you treat them right and you give them mm-hmm. incentives and you create an environment where they feel they can be successful and where they feel yeah. they're respected and, you know, that you're mm-hmm. grateful for them and the work they put in. You know, it's amazing. The sky's the limit. And, you know, yeah. we're fortunate to have, have a really good team right now. Absolutely. So getting back to the marriage thing, because some of the question is what I, I guess what's the best part of our marriage and what is, I guess, the hardest part? And I, I, I could jump to the hardest part. I mean, the hardest part, at least in my mind, is juggling schedules. It's yeah, it's probably yeah. just that it's busy. It's, I mean, it's kind of the meat of life right now, right? Where it will probably never be as busy as it is right now. But but who knows? We'll probably find something else to keep us busy. But between <laughs> yeah. you know, school and work mm-hmm. and business mm-hmm. and your business, mm-hmm. my business and everything, it's mm-hmm. really hard to juggle schedules and figure out who's where and, yeah. you know, and then still find time for the kids. And, and one little plug I'll give you, I know that you follow Jeremy and Chris and Andrews, you know, Traeger and, yeah. you know, they're big about daddy daughter day night once a week. And you've been adamant, Hey, take out, we, you know, I took Vanessa out last week. It'll be Danielle this weekend. Mm-hmm. So every, every week we have a night where we take daddy time with the kids because they need time with their yeah. dad. They need time with their mom. And yeah, you know, but especially fun. given our, blended family situation I think it's just it's good so it's it's good to have that specified night once a week with and even if it's not a blended family like I like that where kids are just getting individual time especially in a big family too sometimes that's hard you know for them their little voices to be heard but it is I think tough. it's good yeah so what's I guess the best part of our marriage or like what we like to do I love traveling with you I get a so fun and we started I mean when we were dating too like you flew out with my family and I to Florida which was so fun but I I think we both have that in us like we just love 
to travel and go to new places and you know I don't know I love that with you that's my favorite so. it is fun I know it is fun mm-hmm. that we travel together it's fun that we make time yeah. to do that it's fun that we make time to travel with all six kids which is it'll wear you out you know with when you travel as a family sometimes you need a vacation from the vacation <laughs> Especially flying with six kids. It's an adventure. It's so fun. So what's the biggest lesson we've learned thus far in our marriage? Oh, gosh. As far as parenting. Um, I mean, go ahead. You can say. Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing, at least for me, is realizing Mm -hmm. how different you think. Okay, six Mm -hmm. kids, you know, even though three and three, you know, it's still, they're mm-hmm. so different. Like all six are completely yeah. different. None of them are the yeah. same. They, yeah. their behavior is different. Their personality is mm-hmm. different. Their, um, mm-hmm. the way they handle crisis, the way they, yeah. <laughs> you know, find joy in mm-hmm. things is so different. And mm-hmm. so it's been a challenge, you know, just trying to understand, okay, how do I reach or how do you reach? How do we reach, you know, each of the six kids? How do we understand their needs and their personality and their likes and then also make time for them so that they feel appreciated you know that's always tough yeah no i i think that that's that's so true that's probably yeah so what would you say i guess you know john's question especially that he keeps saying he's like so how does ashley put up with you (laughs) (laughs) and i would say you know if you were to talk with adam you know, who I've worked with for too long. Um, he and I have worked together, what, 16 years now. He'd probably say the same thing because, you know, Adam's <laughs> been around me enough or Spencer, mm-hmm. Paul, where they kind of know all my uh, all my little crazy ADD things. So Your quirks. No, my shaky leg no. syndrome. <laughs> no, I, I feel very fortunate. Like, I, I don't know. Brad, everyone knows. Like, Brad is just, he's an amazing person. He's not only driven and incredibly good at basketball, which I remember Jeff told me that. And then I went to one of your first games and I was like, whoa, he's like playing professional level. He's really good. But um, no, you're amazing. And I love you. And I'm grateful for our life together. It's, I, I remember on our first date too, being able to talk about, um, I mean, all different things, but also, you know, about our backgrounds and, with construction and real estate, it's fun having that in common so that when he would talk with me about work, I, you know, would under, understand what he was referring to. And, um, but you're amazing. Oh, I love you. Yeah. Everyone listening, they're probably like, okay. <laughs> no, but I guess getting back to that, so how, you know, how do you handle, I guess, with, since you and I are both pretty active on social media, you know, how do you handle, I guess, you know, the effort that we put into Instagram you know, designing yeah. and building, you know, our, our businesses behind mm-hmm. the scenes, you yeah. know, and are there times that we are recognized and how do we handle that? So it's interesting because sometimes, um, you know, like I'll be at a store and I, I can tell that someone probably recognizes me or Brad and um, always come up and say hi. Cause Brad, I mean, you love, you know, to meet new people and um, it's cool having people who support and follow all of Brad's work and the incredible work he does. And it's funny because sometimes too, I'll be driving in his truck somewhere and I can tell someone cause I'll like pull up next to me and kind of like peek over and I'm like, they probably think it's going to be Brad in here and it's not, but yeah. So 
So it's always neat. It's neat that there are people who are supportive and cheering you on. So, which is really cool. That's the best part. It is fun to have yeah. people out there. And, and you know, there's a, the one thing I love about social media is that reciprocity, you know, as we support other builders and designers and mm-hmm. photographers around the country and architects, you know, and they do the same thing for us. I mean, that's, it's funny, build these little friendships, you know, all throughout. And even with, you know, our local following too, a lot of the people that, it's fun to see them. Hey, one day when we do a house, you know, we'll be reaching out to you both, which yeah. which is super fun. So the question is, when are we going to do our custom home someday and put our, I guess, uh, you know, design, you know, yeah. taste on it? I know. That's the dream, right? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think be we so will fun. at some point. I think so, too. I do. So, but Like you mentioned, I know right now it's just busy with the kids and their stage of life and building each other's business. And, you know, one thing I, it'd be really hard anyways, I think for our staff, our team, trade partners, you know, to do a home just with everything on our plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's just absolutely. so busy. Mm-hmm. But one day, and it's, it's, I think it's important to have goals to work towards too. I mean, whether, you know, whatever it is for um, your family, but that's one of the neatest things about what we do too, is you're building, um, what is people's most sacred space? Is their their homes and where families eat and breathe and laugh and live and celebrate holidays and I don't know. So it's me. So what's your favorite book? My favorite book? Yeah. Or, oh, or, or should I, I say, I what say. book has had a big impact on your career? Oh, my career. Um, the Secret. I do think it's important to think positively. And I did read that one on my drive out to DC with my mom. And um, I do. I think it's so important to think positively. And it did make me set in mind like goals that I had. And I was able to, you know, reach those goals, which was pretty cool. But um, I'm trying to think of another one that, I mean, I, I read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie when I was in college. It was one of the required books for um, one of the courses that I took. And I think it's always had a big impact. Like, it's important how you treat other people and that you're kind and um, can find things in common with others, even if maybe you're, however you're different, because all of us are different than each other. And it's supposed to be that way. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say mine is funny. I, I do like this secret. And one of the books I read early on, I think I was like 18 or 19 is when I was in college, mm-hmm. was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I just yeah. remember being in college, you know, being a young dad and working and going to school and trying to balance all these things. It goes back to what we were talking about, you know, being yeah. effective, understanding how to balance, you mm-hmm. know, the day and the work schedule and not let everything become a crisis, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. understanding how to effectively manage that. Yeah. So well, and people it. may not. Something that people may not know about you too is that you graduated your undergrad in three years, so which is pretty cool too. But yeah, I had to, not mm-hmm. much choice, but yeah, <laughs> had to get to the working field. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so it's me. Your, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. So, what's your favorite food? Oh my gosh, my favorite. What's yours? Um. You know, I've uh, I like all food. I guess I love Mexican I food. Yeah. Mexican food's great. I love Italian food. You know, having lived in Argentina for a couple of years, I think one of the um, it's funny. I didn't really have that great of a palate. I guess I think most kids don't. You know, even though yeah. grow up in San no, Diego, same. I wouldn't eat seafood. Living in San Diego is just kind of one of those things as a kid. Um, 
but then going to Argentina where, you know, I lived there for a couple of years and, you know, learned Spanish. But one of the things is, is they all have that Italian influence. So we ate a lot of pasta and gnocchis and, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of good Italian food. And, you know, that's grown on me. I still love it. Yeah, that's neat. I know I love, I love the salmon that you'll cook on the Traeger sometimes. I think that's so good. But a little plug for yeah. Jeremy and Traeger. Yep, uh-huh. we love our Traeger. <laughs> yeah. But I think all, I mean, I could always have Mexican food, like chips and salsa and tacos. Like, yes. I do like Thai food too. Thai food's awesome. And, I, and I'll say, I didn't really eat Thai food until I met Ash, and then she got me eating Thai food. I love it now. Yeah, no, you're cute. So where can our listeners find you, Ash? Like, it's been fun chatting with you and kind of bringing a little behind the scenes of us and our crazy life with all of our kids. And here we are recording late at night so that we can launch this in in some peace and quiet. We'll finally have all six kids quiet and none of them came and and knocked on the door, which is kind of shocking. I know. (laughs) Um, But I'm on Instagram. So Golden Oak Design Co. is where you can find me. So, yeah. And then on probably some of Brad's stories with all of our kids. So, but yeah. And what? And Ashley has some amazing projects right now. You can follow her story. She's doing some neat ones that we're doing with her. Um, just yeah. these amazing renovations. And she's also working for one of our awesome clients who plays for the Arizona Cardinals. And great, you know, great husband and wife. Brie, They're such family. good people. Yes. TJ and mm-hmm. Bree, they're just amazing. And and you're going to see some amazing things with their house that Ashley's been working on for quite some time yeah. now. So oh, we're going to wait till after the season's done, you know, for them to make it easier. Yeah. On them. But, mm-hmm. you know, after the NFL season's done, it's going to be a fun project. Yeah, it is. It's fun. They're great. They're amazing. And again, it's fun having another project with you. So, yeah. Well, thanks for making time, Ashley. No, thanks. Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> so, again, a big thanks to Ashley for coming on and, uh, you know, giving a little background between you know our relationship and, of course, our family dynamic. And, and she shared a couple things that I just wanted to touch on. I mean, one thing that really impressed me when I met her, you know, and even when I was able to go back to Trammell Crow Company in D.C. and Georgetown and meet with uh, some of the executives there. And they said the same thing, that one thing about Ashley, she worked harder than anyone else there. First one there, last one to leave, worked really hard, very diligent, very organized. And that made a huge impression on the firm. And you think about that as, as an employee, about bringing value that even despite, you know, conditions that may arise and circumstances with economies that, you know, if you show your worth, you know, it's going to be too hard. There, there's, uh, as a business owner, and I look at it this way, there's going to be people in my, my firm that, that the cost of losing them is way more than, than the cost to, uh, to take care of them financially and, and to give them benefit. And, and think about that as an employer too, about how we compensate and take care of our team and, you know the value they bring and and not everything is about the balance sheet right it's about the value uh, and and then she also spoke about just the you know the importance of uh being kind to others you know prosperity um generosity precedes pers- prosperity we spoke about that it's something that her and i really live by and you know her lasting legacy i know that she wants um, our children to understand the importance of hard work and being kind to others and believe in themselves and you know that it, it's I'm really grateful for all that she does and in our home and you know for the example she is so big thanks to her we have a very exciting um, upcoming second year on the podcast so thank you all for your su- support please make sure and give us a like comment subscribe a rating on iTunes would be phenomenal so thank you all <laughs>